Welcome to the And Just Like That Sex in the City Fans podcast. I created this podcast for Sex in the City fans just like you who love Carrie Bradshaw and are super excited to binge out on this new HBO Max series And Just Like That. Let's watch the new chapter of Sex in the City and Just Like That and talk about fashion, love, relationships, and life in New York City. Hi, I'm Dimple Dang. I am your host. I'm a marketing expert, a podcast coach, and a podcaster. And let's get this party started. All right, you guys, let's talk about episode seven. This was, I will say, an interesting one. So episode seven opens up with Carrie and she's on her Mac computer. She's typing her stories. It is kind of raining outside and it reminds me of back in her sex in the city days when she used to be writing all of her columns and it's just that same exact vision. And by the way, did anyone notice the song that was playing? The lyric said, spring is here and yet it was like rainy and snowing outside So what's interesting is there's definitely some irony in that song and what that means to Carrie, because I think that song represents that for Carrie, it's time for new beginnings. So in the next scene, Carrie takes her article to her editor and her editor is not liking the sob story, the, you know, Carrie lost the love of her life, Mr. Big. And even though that is Carrie's reality, but her editor thinks that the audience would prefer at least a glimmer of hope, and that is what she is striving to get Carrie to do, is to provide even a glimmer of hope. And she asks Carrie, well, Carrie, when are you going to start dating again? And Carrie's not really too keen on the whole dating thing right now. So then her editor says, Carrie, just go on a date, and then at least you can have a chapter in the book about this date or at this point, even one page would be okay. So in the next scene, Charlotte is hanging out with her new friend, Lisa, and they're playing tennis together, and they're playing against these two other women, and Charlotte's like, we got this, we can win this. And it's interesting that they're playing Rocky music in the background, and they're playing Eye of the Tiger, like all like goodies from like the 80s, and it's putting Charlotte in a different light that I haven't seen her before, It's putting her in this light of like, you know what? She's ready to try something new. She's ready to take on the world. And she's not going to be taking no for an answer anymore. She's not going to be losing. She's in it to win. So this is like an interesting Charlotte. I want to see what happens with this one. So in the next scene, Miranda is irritated with Steve because she can't even hear him on the phone when she's at the farmer's market And she's like, okay, whatever, just get over here. Because Steve was at another farmer's market across the way. And so Steve shows up to meet Miranda at the farmer's market. And then Miranda bumps into her professor. And her professor was with her husband. And they're all talking. Then Steve finally comes over. He's frazzled that Miranda was yelling at him. And he forgot his wallet at the other farmer's market stand. So... Wonderful. I mean, this is interesting. They're really showing Steve to be quite the senior citizen, but I don't know. And then, and so Miranda's like, oh, this is what it's come to. Yeah, Miranda, your life is not really too exciting when you're around Steve, is it? 
All right. So then Carrie's hanging out with the girls and she's telling them that her editor wants her to go on a date. And, you know, of course, Charlotte gets super excited and Carrie is still not excited. But Carrie does say, well, if I can lighten my hair, I can lighten my book. So that's a good one, Carrie. I like that saying. And then Carrie and Miranda are taking a walk and they're talking about Shay and the fact that she never texted Miranda back. And I think Miranda's kind of snooping around to see if Shay has asked Carrie about her or mentioned her at the podcast studio or anything like that. And she's trying to figure out, well, how long is too long to be waiting for someone to respond back to a DM or a text message? And I guess it's been about three months. So three months, yeah, I would say, Miranda, that's a long time. And I don't know if she's that into you at this point, or maybe she wants you to chase her. I don't know. And also Miranda's questioning Carrie, if Carrie's ever going to have sex with someone again, And Carrie is like, right now, it's too difficult to think about. She's like, I'm sure I will. But, you know, Mr. Big is still fresh on her mind, which is understandable. So in the next scene, Dr. Nia Wallace, she's in the car with her husband. And Miranda sends a text message. And so Dr. Nia's got this, like, fancy car where her text messages are set to automatically read. Big mistake. So never do that because you don't know what kind of text message you're going to get. And imagine if she's cheating, that would be really bad. Well, she wasn't cheating, but this message was still bad enough because Miranda sends a text message saying, oh, I'm so sorry that you're not pregnant. And did you actually tell your husband? How did he take it? Well, Dr. and I did actually not tell her husband and he did not take it too well. And while they were having this conversation while she's driving, she almost ran over a toddler. Looked like a baby in a stroller, but it was quite the toddler. We'll get to that in a minute. So it was two men that were a couple and they were walking their baby across the street and the light was green. And Dr. and I slammed on her brakes, but only because her husband said, stop. And then the man came to the window. He started knocking on the window. He was very upset, and he made it very clear that he had a toddler, and she was not paying attention. Now, I want to ask you guys, what do you guys think? Do you think he was overreacting, or do you think that he had the right to be mad, right? I don't know. I mean, I think he did kind of have the right to be mad because she was a distracted driver, and she could have ran them over, but I think he was very animated, And he did make it clear that it was a toddler. So don't call it a baby because he might get mad. It was definitely a toddler. Thank you. All right, we'll move on to the next scene. So in the next scene, Charlotte's playing tennis again. This seems to be her new sport of choice, which is good. And she's playing this time with Lisa and Lisa's husband. And then it's her and Harry. And she seems to be very competitive and... You know, during this tennis competition, she accidentally knocks Harry to the floor, but she doesn't even like notice him for a while. Like it takes her a little bit of time to then be like, oh, okay, let me help you up. But she didn't say sorry. And he was really expecting her to say sorry. And it's something that really bothered him. So Harry's looking for that apology. He's waiting 
and waiting and waiting and the apology doesn't come. And then he addresses the situation and says, hey, you know, why didn't you apologize? And, and Charlotte's like, well, I don't need to apologize. And so basically they're outside of the facility and they are arguing in public about this whole thing. And, you know, it's like this whole, I'm sorry, not sorry situation. And then on top of it, Charlotte proceeds to yell and scream at poor Harry. And then she doesn't realize that her friend Lisa and her husband are sitting in a bench right behind her. And then she waves like, oh my God, how embarrassing. Well, Charlotte, what are you doing, girlfriend? Like, you gotta like tone it down a bit. All right, so the next scene is with Miranda and Steve. And I just have to say, I really can't watch this scene. I mean, this scene was painful to watch. I'm like, can we just fast forward this? And Miranda obviously can't get any sex from Shay. So she decides that maybe she should actually try to get some from Steve. And their little sexcapade was not fun to watch at all. And honestly, it was downright awkward. And I just wanted to close my eyes and fast forward to the next scene really quickly. All right, moving on from that. So then Carrie decides to go on this date. You know, it's more so for research purposes for her book because her editor is literally forcing her into going on a date. So she's like, oh, it's not a big deal. It can't be that bad. So Carrie is walking into the restaurant. And as you see her walking down the street, she's got on this beautiful slinky baby blue dress and it's like a one shoulder and she's got a double breasted blazer and it's got this satin like shiny fabric and then of course she has on her stiletto heels her hair is back in a bun and her makeup looks good so she finds her date peter and then she sits down and it's kind of awkward for a bit because peter doesn't really talk right away he doesn't say anything it takes him a moment and they're just kind of staring at each other like, are you going to say something? Then he takes off his glasses and says that his wife recently passed away. So Carrie, did you really have to pick someone who's also lost somebody to go on a first date with? This date's not going to be too much fun. No wonder Carrie says, can we get drinks, please? Because she knows that this is going to be a painful date without drinks. But the thing about drinks is that one drink wasn't going to cut it to have the conversations that they were going to have to have. So they had one drink after another and maybe a couple of shots. And they were pretty lit when they walked outside of this restaurant. And they had way too many cocktails. And they seemed to be having an okay time until her date pretty much barfed on her expensive and gorgeous shoes. And that moment, that date did not go well. And that was just even horrible to watch. So episode seven, I don't know what's going on, but I am not loving seeing all these things. So in the next scene, everyone is at a charity event that Lisa and her husband are hosting. And then Charlotte's there with Harry and Charlotte says sorry to one of her friends. And Harry has still not recovered from Charlotte not apologizing the other day for knocking him over on the tennis court. So Harry catches that. And Harry's not going to let go. And he's like, well, how come you apologize to your friend, but you won't apologize to me? And he's like, you know, I just don't think that it's fair. And I think Harry, I mean, you might just have to accept it. I really don't think Charlotte's going to apologize to you. And in this case, Charlotte explains to Harry 
that women go around apologizing all the time to the entire world for every damn thing. And tennis is the one place where she doesn't need to go and apologize. So interesting, very interesting perspective, because now that she puts it that way, I have to say, Charlotte, you do have a point. You have a point when it comes to that, because there's so many times when women are always apologizing to people for things that they should not even be apologizing for. And I think that as a society, we have to work on that and we have to become better at that. And we should only be apologizing for things that we truly did wrong. Like don't apologize for every little thing because what's going to happen, especially if you do that in corporate America, it's going to make you look weak. And when you look weak, you're going to be the weak link and you might even get taken advantage of. So remember, you've got to set the stage and you've got to set the stage so that you're not going to be walked all over. And so maybe this is a lesson that you can learn from listening to episode seven of And Just Like That Fans podcast. All right, moving on. So side note, before we move on, Charlotte's got a little story here. And if it could be even more interesting, Charlotte says, as Demi Lovato would say, sorry, not sorry. Charlotte, I do have to say that you are stepping up your game in episode seven because you're being a little bit more interesting than kind of like your, I have to do everything within the rules kind of mind frame. And it's a little bit shocking. And I think even Harry is shocked because Harry is not used to you acting this way. So I think this is a whole new Charlotte. And I wonder, Charlotte, if all of this is happening because you got this new friend and maybe you are trying to be like her, maybe you're influenced by her. I don't know, but it's just a thought. And I actually feel bad for Harry because he's at this charity event and they have all these items that they're auctioning off. And he says out loud, are there any couples counseling sessions that I could bid on here? So Harry, hang in there. Things will get better. So Miranda's at this event and she's talking to Carrie about her sex life with Steve. And she basically describes it as a patient being non-responsive. That's really not what you want to hear when it comes to SEX. So I think that Miranda, you and Steve and the whole like sex thing, I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Even the marriage thing is not going anywhere. I don't know why you're even there with him. So we'll see what happens. Oh, Miranda, I don't think your marriage is going to be a real marriage anytime soon. So you might have to think of going your separate ways and maybe looking for a marriage that comes with SEX. So at this charity event, Lisa's husband is the MC, and he's quite irritated with her that he has to keep telling her to put the microphone up to her face so that the audience at the event can hear what she's saying and they know what items to bid on. And I think he's had to tell her like so many times he's just so irritated with her. You can't blame him. And then just like that, guess who comes to rescue the mic? Okay, it is Che. Che's supposed to be performing at the event and she opens up with a one-liner and she says, oh, since you're not using the microphone, I'll just take it from you. That was a good one. But wait, hold on. Miranda was busy talking to Carrie, but then Miranda realizes that Shay is here. And when Miranda hears her voice, she's like, oh, she's performing? And she leaves Carrie in mid-sentence and prances over to where Shay is. 
and she couldn't even wait half a second to say, Carrie, let's talk about this later. I mean, she's just like, oh my God, like there she is. And just like that, if the party couldn't get worse, Carrie sees her date from the other night, Mr. Barf Guy. And she puts her head down and she's trying to hide. Anthony comes over and she's telling Anthony about the situation. And for those of us who live in a big city, it is quite common to run into an ex-boyfriend, right? And even in a pandemic, you may run into them. And even with a mask on, you might think, oh, they might recognize me. So have you ever seen one of your exes at the grocery store and just decided that you have to go hide or you have to go run to a different aisle further away so he doesn't see you? Yeah, true story. I've had to do that during a pandemic. And I was like, no, 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 I do not want to see this guy. So let me just kind of sneak from the aisles and see what direction he's going in. And let me go to the other side of the grocery store. Let me not go check out until he's gone. I know you guys have had that happen too, but life in a big city. And I'm sure in a small town, it would be just the same when it comes to that. And you got to love how Carrie just sends Anthony on this little field trip to make sure that her date from the other night leaves the building. He's gone so that she can have a sense of relief. But Anthony failed the test, which you will find out later. All right. So then Miranda goes over to where Shay is, but Shay's talking to some of her fans and she does notice her. But I think Miranda is feeling insecure because Shay did not immediately come over to her. But Shay did notice her, and then when Miranda walks away, Shay excuses herself from talking to the fans, and she comes over to Miranda and says, Hey, Rambo. But the problem is, at this point, Miranda is just feeling a certain way about the whole situation, and she begins to act a little weird. She's basically being very short and very cold, and, you know, Shay's, like, pretty smart, so she's like, Okay, well you know, what's with this attitude? Like what's going on? And then Miranda's like, oh, I called an Uber already. And basically Shay questions Miranda and Miranda responds, well, I DM'd you, but I never heard from you. And Shay says that, well, I get a lot of DMs and, you know, I, I must've not seen it. And I don't even remember what happened yesterday because most of the time smoking pot. And she's like, I don't remember what happened yesterday, let alone three months ago. So then Shay says, well, you know, you could have, you could have DM'd me again. And I thought that was interesting that she said that because I don't know, like, I guess if Miranda has like any sense of self-respect and pride, maybe she shouldn't be chasing you, but then you're kind of saying that she should be chasing you. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that It's two-sided, right? And I think that if if she did reach out to you, and even if you never got her message, if you were interested in Miranda, you could have reached out to her as well, right? And I just think that, I don't know, Shay, do you just want to be chased? Like, I don't know. And then Shay tells Miranda that she wants to go somewhere with her and take off all of her clothes. And Miranda's like, oh, my Uber's here. And they get an Uber together. So basically they end up hooking up and that was that. And then, so in the next scene, Charlotte and Harry are on their way to the restroom at the charity event and Lisa and her husband are arguing this time. Tables turn. Interesting. So now 
basically they're the couple that everyone's going to be like, oh, you're that couple. So I'm sure Charlotte and Harry are a little bit relieved that they're no longer the couple. And while all of this is going on, Anthony is trying to discreetly escort Carrie outside of the event before she gets spotted by Mr. Puke. And of course, Miss Goody Two-Shoes, Charlotte, has to stop her and say, oh, you can't leave now. Like, why are you going? And just as they're having this conversation, Carrie is actually part of the auction and she is supposed to be auctioned off as a date. And basically they announce it as a date with sex writer, Carrie Bradshaw. You know, Carrie's a little bit ticked that this is how they are presenting this. So it's not even a lunch date. They're saying a date and then they're calling her a sex writer and it's just not how she wanted to be perceived for this auction. And so she's a little pissed off at Charlotte at how they positioned the whole package that's going to be auctioned off. And Charlotte says, well, I was only on the gathering committee and I wasn't on the program committee. Charlotte, you always have an answer for everything, don't you, my dear? And so then the auctioneer comes on and he says, oh, Carrie, that's you. I see you right there. Why don't you come up? And you can tell from the look on Carrie's face, she really doesn't want to, but then she has no choice. So once again, she's gotten herself in this predicament where she has to go up and she has to do something she doesn't want to do. Oh, Carrie, I feel for you, girlfriend. And it was interesting. The only person that bit on Carrie was someone that raised her hand, but actually they weren't raising her hand to bid on Carrie. They were raising their hand to say that there's a wet floor or broken glass on the floor. And so they weren't really bidding. And then Anthony tells Charlotte that she better do something. So Charlotte, being Miss Goody Goody and panicky panicky, starts bidding and she says $700. And then she goes to $800. And then the auctioneer says, Charlotte, now you're bidding against yourself. Yeah, she sure is. And then the wackiest thing happens because Carrie raises her hand and she wants to bid $1,000 on her own package. I mean, and that's just interesting, but I get it because basically Carrie's attitude is like, get me the hell out of here as fast as you can. I don't want to be here any second longer. And then out of the blue, Carrie gets a real bid for drum roll, 1050 So you guys heard that right. $50 more than she bid on herself, but guess who the bidder is? It is not Mr. Knight in Shining Armor. It is Mr. Puke from the night before. So it's Mr. Mathematician, a.k.a. Mr. Puke, her date from the other night that threw up on her shoes. And he's telling her that she really doesn't have to go on a date with him. But she's like, oh, I know, but you did bid. And, you know, you don't have to pay for it. I, I can just pay for it. And then she decides, well, what the hell? It's for charity. It's for a good cause. I'll just go on a lunch date and I'll say yes and it can't be that bad. And then in the last scene, Carrie walks into her apartment and she gets a text message and it's Peter. Yes, Peter is his name. This is the same guy we're talking about, Mr. Mathematician and Mr. Puke. But let's just be a little more refined now because we've made fun of him and we've done the fun and jokes, but she's going to have to meet him in real life. So we need to be nice this time. So Peter says, looking forward to date number two. And just like that, Carrie found her glimmer of hope, which is how episode seven opened up. She was supposed to find that glimmer of hope. 
And that is interesting. That was the ending. And then also it showed Carrie sitting at her laptop, looking out the window. But the difference is this time she found a glimmer of hope. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the And Just Like That Fans podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. I would be truly grateful and promise to release more content for you guys. And if you have a friend that loves Carrie Bradshaw and the new series and just like that, make sure you share my podcast with them and subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you're the first to know about new episodes. And if Carrie Bradshaw has inspired you to launch your own podcast, make sure you check out the show notes to learn more about my Launch Your Podcast Masterclass and join my private Facebook community and follow us on all of our social media handles. The details are going to be in the show notes and you can go directly to the podcast website, www.andjustlikethatfanspodcast.com to listen to all the episodes. I will see you guys next time.